0: Here's a quick bonus track that happened after we were done recording properly, and I thought it was interesting, and I hope you do too. From your perspective as a dealer of art, how do you give advice or recommendations to artists on how to to create their pricing structure for their works?
1: Start very, very, very low. Let yourself be taken advantage in the beginning. It it doesn't matter, you're alive, you can make another painting, your future painting is gonna be better than this year's paintings. It's the nature of being an artist and, and be comfortable with that eventually you need you need to both give the market room and you need to give the people who are selling into that market room to find where you exist. You know, I can say, you know, you, you could always look to things that are more comparable to you, and say, how is that pricing? But the tra- fact is, you'll never know as a fact how well it's selling anyway. You know, you can't take anybody's word for it just because it's on a gallery wall and just because the art dealer tells you they sold X amount that year or whatever it is. It's just not verifiable. You know, every artist I've worked with, they always start very low. And also, even as you become successful, be careful to find where your mid spots are. You you want to be careful that, you know, you might be just in a good year or it might be just that one gallery has one very good client who's on a run with you who happens to be very rich, so there's not a lot of resistance there, and now everything's gonna get priced around the buying ability of that one person who is interested in antique motorcycles the next year, and they're off of you, All right. So you, you, you want, and you can't go back. The minute you go back, it's not just the obvious that it looks like to the outside world you're losing ground, But also you're doing damage to the people who invested in you at the higher level.
0: Yeah, you devalued their investment.
1: Exactly, exactly. And don't get hung up on just the bigger issue of how much people are making off of you. It goes back to the gallery and how much they take. The first question you need to ask yourself in anything like this is, is it enough for me? That's the first one. If, if you're comfortable with it, it's enough for you. Stop worrying about the higher levels of what's going out. What we do with our artists who are mid-career artists, I look for a few different dynamics. Uh, I'm looking for, <laughs> I literally design uh, uh, um, graphs, charts, uh, that, you know, uh, uh, spreadsheets. Uh, what, what is the word we use? For is, this a, uh, is
0: this a pie graph or is this like a bar chart? Like no, a, no, a Venn a no, diagram? No. Like give me a visual on this.
1: These are matrices.
0: Matrixes, okay.
1: And with every artist, I identify the things that seem to be a factor with their audience. Subject matter. Might be colors. Might be size. Uh, it might be, you know, some artists are put more depth into paintings than other paintings and maybe the thicker ones sell better than the thinner ones, things like that. Or Every artist is a little bit canvas yeah, versus you know, paper kind of thing. Paper versus canvas. Sometimes it's yeah. they they're a figurative artist and when they paint women, they sell better than when they paint men. All of those things. So I take all that information and I cross-tabulate them with each other. And what you get is a formula, and (laughs) artists... I love a formula. No, I love a formula. (laughs) I
0: want formulas. Please, people, give me formulas. Go.
1: And you get there in time. Obviously, you have to be willing to let things go cheaply so that you can see them run out of control on their own, right? Your danger is if you put a price that's just a little bit too high for it, you're not going to learn anything in the process because it's not just that it sold at that price, it sold quickly at that price. And then when you did another one just like it, it also sold quickly at that price. So that becomes informative in and of itself. And then what we get to is this kind of cross-tabulation, which is, all right, let's just use the examples we did. This artist, did a painting on canvas that puts him into this, you know, line, and he did a painting of a man, not a woman, so we shifted it into this line, and it was this many inches by that many inches, which totals this many square, which puts him into that box of value, and it's this much complete versus that much complete. All these things. Sometimes there are multiple matrices, and it goes if you landed in this box, now go to the next matrix's box, and that tells me where to price it. And then I'm constantly looking back and I'm seeing at what velocity are these pieces moving? I've done it perfectly if everything sells at the same rate because the prices fit perfectly to it.
0: I love that. I wish, I wish our industry was that organized and methodical. That would be magical to me. <laughs> I love a good spreadsheet. I seriously now, do. I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. I, I really do. Oh, no, I
1: believe you. The problem is on the counter side to it, and I also remind it just to contradict it myself, I'm telling this to people in our field all the time. There are no statistics in our field because there can't be. Our numbers I know. are statistically irrelevant.
0: Well, they can be because, because you're also talking about like a, a bronze sculptor versus an oil painter. Like they're not apples to apples. Like no, no statistical data will be apples to apples. They'll all just be reasonably arbitrary based on regions, based on the, 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 the amount of money in a region, you know, because like Mm -hmm. here in, here in Prague, the, the general price point of art is going to be different than in San Francisco. Just because San Francisco is a much more expensive city to live in, the price point for art will be higher. So I mean, all these statistical data, like there's just basically too many variables to make it and anything useful.
1: Yes, that that's absolutely true. Uh, it wasn't even the part of that I was thinking about with this, but that is a very very good point that you're making. I I'm usually making the art, the uh, point on top in addition to that, but I think I'm going to start adding your point with it is when a gallery tells you that 50 percent of what we sold last year were oil paintings abstract that were on average three feet or larger okay the next question you have to ask that gallery is how many people did you sell to last year because the answer really is a couple hundred people for a successful gallery you don't have a lot of customers in a gallery you're selling most of your money to a very, you know, most of your sales are going to a very small group of people in reality. And if, if you have any kind of a scientific background, you know, statistics don't show up until you tar- until you start looking at numbers in the thousands. Mm-hmm. They're just not a sampling of anything statistically. You can't derive out of that number. I'm 50% more likely to sell a painting if it meets these things. Because that's not a statistical reality. Because next week, those people who've been buying from you might go on to something else and a whole new group of people are now coming into your gallery and have a very different instinct about what they like to buy.
0: Well, and not only that, but those collectors, let's say that 100 collectors that year, they're not necessarily going to continue to collect the same thing year after year. And so the, the idea that even those 100 collectors are reliable in what they want and, and how often and how what price point they're willing and interested in collecting at is not reliable either
1: no it's not no they're fickle they're very very fickle I, I i have art dealers that i work with that will always advise when you have somebody oh this is getting grim um <laughs> when when you have somebody who is buying and buying big uh do not be shy never once have this moment of i just sold them a bunch of stuff i should lay off because now i'm going to feel like i'm taking advantage of them they're fleeting they're absolutely fleeting they're in that mood take it for as far as you can take it cuz you're really just their girlfriend of the moment you're not their wife
0: okay that's yeah that's a little dark but okay <laughs>